time since I've uploaded podcast episode. I'm back. I hope you all are doing well uh, during these, uh, this strange time that we're living in now. Uh, some of our rights are being taken away and there's division going on. Um, but I'm not here to talk about that. I'm going to dive back into history and this time history of the melanated indigenous Americans. And this topic has become incredibly important to me, um, even more so than before, because now I found out that I have Nan Simone, Iroquois, Pamunkey, Powhatan, in on my mother's side, as well as Peruvian, Mayan, Aztec, Kumie, Serrano, Malekma, Ohlone, and Arctic Amarin. Inuit and Aleush. So, yeah, I'm uh, pretty much indigenous American. I'm the melanated sort. And I have had to do a lot of readjusting, getting used to that. I mean, I kind of knew before. You know, I took DNA tests and all that stuff. And I, um, went to this company called Jed Match and, and found out even more, more than the other DNA companies could tell me about my genealogy, my ancestry. But I do have to say, do your family tree first. Do your family tree first. Anyway. I, um... I'm looking at myself in a different way now. I am a melanated indigenous woman who has been raised as an African-American. And why? I mean, my family always said to me, oh yeah, we're, we're Native American, we're Native American, we're Native American, but the priority was being African American. And I've had to uncover why that was the case and why that is the case for many families. If you're Native American, why are you living as an African American? And I know this is probably a shock to most of you, Um, but you know, when the truth is staring you in the face in black and white um, to pivot, well, not to pivot, but to keep going on with the status quo doesn't make sense to me. 
but you know, it's free will. You self-identified any way you want. But for me, um, being African-American is not going to be the priority any longer. I don't mean to offend, but I'm trying to get myself right. And besides, my ancestors were like, um, you need to really know who you are. And when your ancestors are constantly telling you that, you know, it's time to start listening. So I listened and I have to say on a spiritual level, the communication with my ancestors is way better. Um, I mean, way better. Because I, I'm finally able to be my authentic self. And I'm not saying this is easy. Um, it's not easy to switch. You've been raised in a culture, one culture. Your family has perpetuated this one culture that doesn't really belong to you. And now you, you realize you're, wait a minute, you're not that culture, not really. So, oh, and I'm doing this on my own. I, I really have no support. My, oh, I have an interesting family dynamic, the family I grew up in. And uh, it would take a lot for them to actually start thinking of themselves in a different way and start learning that culture. I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> you know, I just don't think they're going to do it. When they look in the mirror, they see an African, even though... The culture doesn't belong to them. By the way, if you're hearing some crinkling sound, I'm getting ready to wolf down some chocolate. Anyway. Uh, I have, for the past year and a half, I have been uh, watching Cura Mayo House videos, which were dense and informative and I recommend watching his videos from two years ago up until now because he knows his stuff he's, he's very good at researching and he's I consider him my cult my indigenous American cultural professor there's also Dane Calloway uh, he's good too and Tasha, she, she's good too. Um, I believe she's Palatin as well. So it's kind of nice to see a, a, a fellow Palatin, melanated Palatin on YouTube. It's really cool. I've been doing my own research as well. And, oh wow, I've uncovered quite a bit. 
and it's hard for me to put into words because I'm, you know, very introverted. So it's hard for me to, to really articulate what I found, how I found it without um, verbally bludgeoning someone. But anyway, I will attempt this new podcast series to break down what I've learned and you could if this if you are living as an African American but you're really indigenous to the Americas then this new series is for you So, um, anyway, let me backtrack. So, yes, I have lived as an African-American, proud African-American. And then through dogged research, because I'm always working on my genealogy, I actually was able to get past... The 1800s, because you know, when it comes to us and we're, we're doing our genealogy, the 1800s is, is the brick wall. You can't go any farther than maybe 1820, and that's it, usually. But, wasn't the case with me. I was able to get past that, all the way up to 1400s. I do have some broken family lines, but... There's one line in particular that was quite rich in information. Grateful for that, have to say. And what helped me burst through that brick wall of the 1820s was recognizing that not only do I have indigenous American ancestry, I have other cultures running around in me too. I have Welsh, I have Scottish, I have Irish. So that gives you a clue as to what I've had to integrate. My mother always told me that uh, when I was born, I had red hair. <laughs> my hair is no longer red. I mean, I haven't had red hair in years. My hair turned dark. It was like off black. So, you know, I found that hard to believe. But she had always, always told me that, hey, when you were born, your hair was red. So I'm like, okay. Um, but it makes sense, you know. Um looking back I can see that so when when I came across uh, Welsh and Scottish and Irish I was like okay that makes sense now I can see that um, and as for the indigenous I've seen that in my family I now it it, it when I found um, 
my 10th great grandfather, Chief Opekankanoff, I was like, oh, wow, found him. And looking back at the way and how my family's facial features are, I could see the indigenous American strain. I mean, and I'm not saying we're, we're not the Asian looking Native Americans, we're not. We are the deeply melanated, guess you can't tell us apart from African indigenous Americans, okay? Although, and, and by the way, I do have Siberian, I have Arctic Amaran, but, um, and there has been mixing because Siberian ancestry is in my DNA. So there has been mixing. My mother, for instance, beautiful woman, she's no longer with us, but she's beautiful woman, round face and, um, beautiful round face and she had hair that was long it was, it was longish and I always wondered my mother just didn't look like African I guess neither does my aunt my aunt's still living she doesn't look African People can't tell what she is. <laughs> so um, it's just, it's interesting. So um, yeah, my, I'm indigenous American and hey, I'm not going to walk around here and say, hey, I know the culture. I don't know it. I'm learning it on my own and it's been uh, daunting a little bit. I'm learning how to be indigenous. I'd love to be able to build a sweat lodge. Tell you that much. I don't, I, I don't know if I can pull it off, but I would love to learn. Um, but I have reverence for Pachamama. I talk to Inti Teta every morning, the cloud people, Apakuti. I've developed a good relationship with nature. Um, and like I said before, my communication with the ancestors has gotten way better and clearer. I mean, even more clear than before. They really wanted me to come to grips with my indigenous ancestry, and I did. I did. I'm still working on it. Um, it's been rewarding. Oh, and guess what? You all will never guess. I took shamanic energy medicine class. It was a good four months, I'll say. Yeah, good four months, maybe four and a half. And I did it. 
I passed the class. I did the work. It broke me down and built me back up. So I'm a shamanic practitioner now. And uh, I can proudly say, yeah, I can help you connect with nature. I can uh, do shamanic energy healing. I can help you connect with your ancestors. So it's great. I'm, I'm really excited about the next chapter of my life. So embracing my indigenous heritage has opened quite a few doors for me spiritually, professionally. I feel really good. I feel really good about the direction I'm going in. So um, I just wanted to give you a little update. Um, next episode, we will be lifting that veil. I'm going to read from David Inhopetep's expanded and revised edition of the first Americans were Africans. Okay. And by the way, if you fit this um, category, if you are indigenous, a melanated indigenous American, um, and people will say you're African, when you say oh, I'm indigenous American, it's because we have, we have been living a lie and it wasn't our lie, but we have perpetuated it, you know? So we're going to uncover how that lie came to fruition and we're going to talk about ways on how to break out of that paradigm, okay? Which I think is really important. I mean, we're, we're in the ascension period now, which is amazing, but we also need to be clear about who we are. Ascension means in my view, lifting the veil, uncovering, uncovering those lies and breaking through them to the truth. Okay? So we're going to read from the first Americans or Africans. We're going to go to realhistory.com and I suggest you all go there. It's a huge, huge website with information packed and jammed with information about how brown this planet was for a very long time, okay? I'm not gonna call myself African-American anymore because I'm not. <sighs> not when I have Nan Simone, Iroquois, Pamunkey, Palatin, Kumie, Serrano, Malekma, Ohlone, Inuit, Aleush, Haida, Tsimshian, 
Aztec, Mayan, Guyanese, and Peruvian or Quechian ancestry. How am I going to do that? How can I still call myself African-American when all of my ancestry is from the Americas? How? Doesn't make sense. I would be perpetuating that lie that we, that our ancestors, our great-grandparents were forced, great-great-great-grandparents were forced to live under. I'm not doing that. So if this fits your um, ancestry, tune in, please. And we'll uncover this stuff together. Also, there's this interesting book called Jews and Muslims of Colonial America. I suggest you pick it up or you can download it from uh, internet archives that book is the bomb I was able that helped me get past the wall of 1820s it did uh, most of my ancestors are in that book most of them So, um, yeah, let's, next episode, we're going to tackle that. So, so happy I'm back. I hope you all have been doing well. I hope you all are keeping up the good fight. Um, remember, freedom is our birthright. Peace. Peace.